The 8th Annual Evening with the Cardinals is coming up on January 11th at St. Louis Union Station Grand Ballroom. This year, it'll feature St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famer Ted Simmons and Baseball Hall of Famer Ozzie Smith. There's dinner, unique auction items, private photo session with the two legends, and then hear them reminisce about their careers. Be a part of this special night. Visit theNCCS.org. That's theNCCS.org. Because no family should go through childhood cancer alone. We hope to see you on January 11th. An Evening with the Cardinals. Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com, and it's our weekly conversation with the head coach of the St. Louis University Billikens, Travis Ford. The Billikens will play this weekend against Tulane out in Arizona. It's the Jerry Colangelo Classic, so they'll be a part of that and take on a very good Tulane team. And then after that, it's Auburn. Auburn made it to the Final Four a year ago. The topics that we'll get into, where are they at with injuries, the 7-1 start, who has impressed coach, and some high praise for Jordan Goodwin. All that and more coming up. This is Scoops with Danny Mack and our weekly visit with Travis Ford. Our weekly visits with Travis Ford, presented by Royal Banks of Missouri. Locally owned, and they offer a full range of banking services to individuals and business clients in the St. Louis metropolitan area. They operate 11 locations in St. Louis and St. Charles, as well as provide a full range of products and services online designed to meet your individual needs. Their mission, efficient, accurate, confidential, and personalized services to their clients, leadership and support for growth and development of their communities, sound, conservative lending, competitive products and prices, resulting in continued growth of profitability and increased shareholder value. They can help you. They've helped many throughout the St. Louis area. Royal Banks of Missouri. Find the location nearest you. RoyalBanksofMo.com. That's RoyalBanksofMo.com. Billikins are now 7-1 this season, off to a very, very good start, but yet only a couple of games in two weeks, so a chance to catch up maybe on schoolwork, some practice time, and get ready for the Christmas holiday. Uh, Coach Ford, let's start with a 7-1 and one record. You have to be pleased, I would assume, with the way that things have uh, begun for your season. Yeah, no question, Dan. It's, uh, you know, if you, you look back at it, before the year started, where, you know, when you're eight games in, we would take 7-1, and one. Uh, no question about it. So we're very happy to be sitting with that record. You know, but with that said, we, we've got to start. We're not playing that well. Uh, we, we haven't been very consistent uh, game to game. We haven't been very consistent with end games. And what I mean by that is game to game, one game offense might win it for us. Another game defense might win it for us. And what I mean by consistency within a game, one half we may play good defense. Second half we may play bad defense. Uh it's just we've been a team of extreme highs and lows, I believe, within games where we play really, really well, and then we play really, really bad. And it's it's calls for close games. It's been called it's caused uh, inconsistency, obviously, within our offense and defenses. So, with all that said, you know, we are glad to be seven and one. Hopefully we can use these next couple of weeks to improve on some areas where we can hopefully, you know, gain some consistency. What uh, what have you learned about some of the individuals, Coach, um, with your team? I mean, you, you played a lot of young kids that maybe didn't play as much last year. Some are new to the program. And I, I would assume you don't know everything about them. I mean, you, you know, you recruit them, you know these kids as, as people, but until they get on the floor and the lights are on and the crowd is there, 
you find out more about them. So what have you found out about some of the individuals on your team? Well, most of them have been about what we thought, to be honest with you. They've, uh, you know, there hasn't been any drastic surprises. Um, I'd say maybe Javante Perkins, junior college player from out of Southwest Illinois Junior College, but he's from here in St. Louis, has probably come on a little quicker than we anticipated. Uh, we knew he could score, uh, but he's really added us, you know, a, a, a double option for us scoring as far as being able to drive it as well as well as be able to shoot threes. And probably where he's come along is on the defensive end. You know, he's a guy we thought to this point would maybe be a 10 to 15 minute a game guy and then develop later into the season, maybe 25 minute a game guy. Well, he's already playing 30 minutes a game just because he can score so well. That might be a little bit of a surprise. Everybody else is probably doing about what we thought. Um, you know, what we're looking for, you know, you, you, gotta, you, you start with the returners. Uh, you know, George Goodwin, Hassan French, obviously are leading us um, in, every, in most every category. But that was to be expected. Uh, that's what we expect out of them. I think they're doing it at a probably a little bit higher level than we thought. Average, both averaging a double-double. And both have had great, great games, uh, individual games that have helped us win. But when you go back and you start, Dan, when you look at when you look at the new players, what we're asking from them is that consistency that I was talking about earlier. And it starts in terms of positives and negatives. And what I mean by that is when you get in the game, if you want more minutes, then your positives have to outweigh your negatives. That's how you get more minutes. If you know, if you're a guy that some games you're getting 20 minutes, some games you're getting 10, and you want to stick to the 20, then those minutes you're getting, you've got to produce. You've got to get in there, and you've got to make more positive plays, and and then you are negative. And that's not happening a lot with a lot of the newcomers. Um, you know, they'll have very good moments, but then they'll either be turning the ball over way too much or they'll be having too many defensive breakdowns uh, or it's just extremes. And and we're getting caught in our negatives are outweighing our positives a little bit. So we're going to try to show these guys on film as much as we can what we're talking about. And it, it's, it's probably even talking about it gets very confusing but right now, we're just not having enough positive plays where hopefully your positives are double to your negatives, two to one to your negative plays. We're not there right now, uh, and a lot of it is the newcomers. Can you maybe explain, Coach, to the fans that are, are listening, and we have a ton of people and coaches especially that listen to this podcast, of how you are able to, to gather in the positives. It's more than just assists and rebounds and defensive plays, but you, I mean, you're, you're charting everything, deflections, guys diving right. on the floor, all that stuff. Right. What, what goes into that? Right. Right. Uh, there's a lot. We have a whole, a whole grading type sheet and it, it's not the end of all ends. It doesn't tell everything. Uh, you know, it, it's not a hundred percent indicator, but you know, we, you know, you have the easy ones, uh, turnover, assist and turnovers. Um, you know, if that's your job, if your resume, you know, everybody's resume says something different for our team. And that resume is basically your role. 
what is your main role. Your resume might be to be uh, a high assist guy, low turnover guy. Your your resume, your your role might be a rebounding, might start with rebounding. Your role might start with, we need you to make some threes. Uh, your role might be to be our best defender. Um, so everybody's got their different roles and, and what's on their resume that they need to, to bring to our team every single day. Um, but we start, you know, assist to turnovers, rebounding,s plus or minus. Now you go back. It's not just how many rebounds you got, but we also go back and track how many rebounds you 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 could have gotten, sure, or you didn't block out here. You know, every game I'll have a list of how many times so and so every player how many times they did not block out. Uh, and this is done by going back and breaking down. We got GAs, assistants, and go back and break down the film. I mean, inch by inch, second by second. You know, you didn't block out here. We'll show them. You know, you didn't have you had six no blockouts in this game. Here they all are. Um, so that that adds up. Um, you know, defense. You know, all right, you may score six points, but you gave up eight. Well, how did you give up eight? Well, your man blew by you here twice. Well, here's a uh, you gave up a point here because you didn't rotate. Yeah, that might not have been your man, but in basketball, you got to do what we call help the helper. And, you know, basketball defense, a lot of it is about rotating. Somebody's going to get beat. Your defense is going to get off balance at some point, And you work on rotations every single day. Well, maybe you didn't rotate. So now you've hurt your team. Um, you know, deflections. Now, we, you know, we don't really get caught up in the missed shots as necessarily. Uh, that's why a guy like Gibson Jimerson, who we is getting consistent playing time because – he really he, he, he gets beat a few times on defense, but he's improved so much on defense where we believe he's not necessarily hurting us that his threes and his offense are actually his positives are over are outweighing his negatives. Um, so, you know, that's why you see him with consistent minutes as a newcomer. Um, but I, we could go on and on as sure. far as how we grade positives and negatives. But at the end of the day, uh, the team, the team that makes the fewest mistakes, the team that makes the more positive plays and the fewest mistakes are going to win games. Uh, that's a very broad statement, but at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. And those positives and negatives start with individuals. You, you have coached great players in your many years in in college basketball. I, I'm curious, in terms of a guard and a rebounder, have you been around a better guard that rebounds like Jordan Goodwin? No. He's no, the only else, guy coach. Can, no, it's not even close. And the only guy would even be close to that I've coached. It would be Marcus Smart. Right. Marcus Smart didn't even rebound at this level. Not you know, and he was a high level guard, rebounding guard. Um, but uh, you know, he never got nineteen rebounds. Uh, now I think he averaged eight or nine. Uh, but going out and getting nineteen rebounds, people got to understand against a good opponent, a Missouri Valley very good opponent um that is hard to do the only way you do that and i told our team the only way you do that is if you're playing relentless if you're locked into playing hard if you're consumed with i'm gonna go get this rebound that's the only way you come up with 19 there's no way to do it uh and there's still no guarantees even if you have that mentality that it's going to be done but i can guarantee you if you don't have that mentality it's you have no shot yeah. No chance. So, you know, it just shows you when somebody and, – and Jordan Goodwin, I think we would all agree, 
we've never faulted his uh, how hard he plays and how hard he competes. That's never in question. Um, and uh, to get 19 rebounds is just uh, is, is very impressive. You, you've got Tulane coming up out in Arizona. You've got Auburn coming up. Um, how are you, number one, with health in particular? A guy like Fred Thatch, I know a lot of people are curious about that, and Casey Hankton. Um, and then just tell us a little bit about those two opponents coming up. Well, you know, we're trying to get healthy, and we're not. It's not terrible right now. We've got a lot of nagging injuries. Um, uh, you know, you got Yuri Collins, who's been dealing with some right and left hand thumb injuries the whole season. That's really held him back, especially of late here. You know, he's been turning the ball over, but it's. I, I attribute a lot to uh, uh, to these uh, to his thumb deal. He he usually doesn't practice the day before games, just precautionary. That's my. That's me doing that, not him. Uh, so hopefully we can use these next couple of weeks to get him better. Same thing, same thing with Casey Hankton. I threw him in the game the other night. Probably shouldn't have. Um, he was he was cleared to go, but he's not 100 percent quite yet. Uh, and then Fred Thatch, you know, not to get too deep into it, um, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's been dealing with some cramping things that we're just trying to get straightened out, different things like that that he might need to take some time off. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting him to be out for a little bit, uh, right now. We don't really have a timetable, um, you know, right now. So, um, you know, that's kind of day to day at this point, but you know, we're just a lot of nagging things, uh, that we just need to get lined out right now. Absolutely. And how about Tulane coach and, and your approach, the next, uh, we'll wrap it up here, but you know, you, you got a lot of practice time potentially, so let's talk, start with Tulane and then how you handle just a couple of games in basically two weeks. So it gives you some uh, time on the floor with the kids. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Tulane. We'll start with them, Dan. It's, uh, you know, I was reading an article just yesterday that they might be the most improved team in the country this year and one of the most surprised teams in the country this year to this point compared to where their record was last year uh, to where their record is right now and who they have beaten. Uh, they're a team that took all transfers in the offseason. Uh, I think four of their five starters are transfers, weren't even there last year. Fifth-year trans- transfer from Kansas, who's play had 30-something points the other day, who, who started at Kansas some. Uh, a starter from Georgia, the point guard that started at Georgia the last couple of years is on their team. Uh, this is a team right now that uh, is a, an NCAA-type team by the end of the year that we'll be playing. So we've got our hands full and it's a good game for us to be playing. Um, they're legitimate. I know all those coaches like to pump teams up, but if you study their roster, you study their record, you see who they've beaten. Uh, it will, it's not hard to figure out. This is, uh, this is a high level opponent. We're playing on Sunday in Phoenix in Tulane, uh, especially with all their experience and transfers and everybody, they high level transfers. So that's that's a it's a it's a good game, really good game. We're going to be playing uh, against a very very good opponent, and then I see the next game against uh, Auburn uh, a week later. Uh, you know, I think they're top twenty, top twenty five right now. So uh, enough, you know, Final Four team from last year. Um, you know, they're they've already beaten two or three top twenty teams already. So that that's going to be a great challenge. Uh, so we've got to get better. Uh, you know, uh, any performance we've had to this point won't be good enough. We've got to be better. Uh, we've got to play better in both games in order to have a chance. 
but you know that's where you want to be sitting here seven and one you need to go play high level opponents uh you need to see where you stand uh and so that's good for our program hey coach thanks so much we appreciate it and uh, we'll catch up next week thanks so much for having me appreciate it